Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Good morning, church. I'm going to slide that right on there. Well, Happy New Year! Christmas is officially over. Thursday was the 12th day of Christmas. Those drummers drummed. Friday, half the world celebrated the Three Kings Day, which is the very end of our Christmas story. Between last weekend and this weekend, most people have taken down all of their Christmas decorations and those put those Christmas storage bins back where they will sit until next year. I mean, not me. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Much to my family's chagrin, my Christmas decorations stay up pretty much till Valentine's Day. (laughs) That could be a combination of just really enjoying that lighted Christmas tree mixed in with a little bit of laziness. (laughs) December is quite busy. January is for rest, right? But regardless, if your stockings are still hung by your chimney, this new year is upon us. In addition to staying up late on New Year's, getting together with family and friends, the new year brings a clean slate, a fresh start, a blank canvas. And I'm always drawn to the great possibilities that might lie waiting in the year ahead. Many, many people take this blank slate and uh, start the new year with a resolution. In fact, most of you probably at one time or another in your life have probably made your own New Year's resolution, your promise to do something differently or to just be different in the 12 months ahead. And dear ones, Though I am convinced that God made you good and exactly right, there is nothing wrong with making some changes to grow more into the people that we want to become. And New Year's resolutions can help us do that if we can avoid the guilt trap of not being different enough, fast enough, or consistent enough with our resolutions. New Year's is a time to evaluate your life, your decisions, your tendencies, your habits, and then resolve to make a change. One of these changes that people often make is to resolve to spend more time with family and friends. And to be honest, at first glance, it seems like an easy one. Even for an introvert, who wouldn't want to spend more time with the people that we love and who love us. 
It seems so simple. Why would this be hard? Why would someone need to make this resolution? But then I think of the world around us. The world that tells us that we need to do more, buy more, produce more, create more, serve more, have more, be more. A world where we are so busy with our commitments and responsibilities that we have little time left over for downtime with family and friends. And I realize that spending more time with family and friends means a sacrifice of time, energy, and even money. In our consumer-driven society, we often feel measured or judged by what we have created or produced. And this, unfortunately, shapes our identities. We become what we do. I am a teacher. I am an engineer. I am a nurse. This, friends, is part of the Martha culture. A culture that tells us that we are what we do and that we have to do more. That we, we have to know our place and stay in our lanes and make sure we are keeping up, making enough money, taking our kids to enough activities, getting enough likes on our social media posts, having enough Christmas lights on the front of our homes or Christmas presents underneath the trees, doing enough, having enough, being seen enough. On some level, we all feel this, that our identity is wrapped up in what we do, that it's more about the doing than the being. That's what Martha thought in our text today. Martha was a friend of Jesus. She and her sister Mary and their brother Lazarus were friends with Jesus. And Jesus stops by one day, probably with a few disciples, and Martha gets right to work. She has to be a good host. That's what is expected of her. Women in that culture were expected to make the bread, cook the meal, make sure everyone had a bowl to wash their hands or their feet in. They had to set the table, sweep the floors, and all sorts of household tasks. And they weren't allowed to sit down at the feet of rabbis to learn from them. So Martha is nothing short of irked when she's busting her tail to create a meal for her friend Jesus when she notices that her sister is just sitting there doing what she's not supposed to do. Mary is not doing enough. She's just sitting at Jesus' feet, taking in his words. Mary said, now this isn't in the text, but I believe Mary is thinking, yeah, I know what this world says I should be doing right now. 
I know that my culture expects me to get up and cook a meal and clean this house and be busy doing, busy producing a meal and a clean house. And I know that women aren't allowed to be sitting here, but man, this, this is all I want to do right now. Sit at the feet of Jesus. And I will not tear myself away from this for anything. Mary was the first feminist in the New Testament. And I love that Jesus praises her for it. If you have heard this story before, you've probably heard it as an either-or situation. You can either be Mary and sit at the feet of Jesus, or you can be Martha and be busy doing things. Since Jesus praises Mary, I've heard this story used to guilt people, especially women, for being too concerned and too busy with their tasks. But Martha is not wrong for wanting to provide a meal or clean her house or do any of the tasks that are expected of her. She is not the villain in our story. She is not a bad guy here. Martha goes to Jesus and says, Lord, don't you care? Tell my sister to help me. And she's expecting Jesus to agree with her. And he doesn't scold her or yell at her. He shows care for her. He says her name twice. Martha, Martha. That's such care and concern for his friend Martha. And he validates her. He says, you are worried and distracted by many things. She's seen by Jesus. And he says that Mary did choose the better part because she has chosen to be with me. You are worried and distracted, and Mary is choosing me. You are choosing to create a meal, and Mary has chosen to have the only meal that matters, me. At this point in our story, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, where he will die. He knew that he had little time left on earth. And he knew that the better part was to sit and be together. His care and concern for Martha was because he wanted, his, he wanted time with her, his friend. There is a time for household tasks, for our jobs and the expectations on us. And there is a time to sit and be together. Jesus is not favoring Mary over Martha. He just knew how precious time is. The time is now. Come sit with me. Live in the now. Don't be distracted by what this world says you should be doing. 
Jesus invited Martha to be in the moment, to get so caught up of the joy of just being with Jesus that you forget if even for a little while all the usual things that hold you back or occupy your mind, all the usual worries and distractions, and instead just be with Jesus. And you, we, are invited to turn away from the world that is telling us that we need to do more and then turn towards the people who love us and want to be in community with us. Jesus knew what he was talking about when he said that Mary was making the better choice. Our research today shows us that when we have better relationships, we have better sleep at night, lower risk of disease, reduced feelings that are associated with depression, anxiety, and other mental illnesses. In children, spending quality time with their family members can boost their confidence and performance in school, as well as curb behavioral issues. And healthy relationships lead to lower stress, faster healing, a greater sense of purpose, and even a longer life. Jesus knew what he was talking about when he said that Mary was making the better choice. Jesus, Mary, and Martha showed us that time is precious. And being present in the moment with our family and friends is more important than the tasks that we have to do. You are not what culture says of you. You are far more than a job title. You are a child of God, created for God's pleasure, just to be with God. One of the beautiful ways that we encounter God is in the friends and family that God has given to us. These relationships are beautiful opportunities to reflect the love of Jesus back onto one another. When we do this, when we strive to show care and concern for each other, when we value each other's time, when we live in the moment and forget about the worries of the world, when we live together in this kind of love, then we can feel the presence of God in real, tangible ways. So this really is a fantastic New Year's resolution. To spend more time with family and friends, more time reflecting the love of Jesus onto one another, more time at the feet of Jesus in the people that he's given to us. There's a time for busyness. It's not wrong to have a lot on your docket occasionally. But if that's what your life seems to always be like, 
hear my words, that there may be something different that Jesus is calling you to. You may want to pause and imagine what Jesus might be saying if he were to call to you, saying your name twice with great care and concern. It may be a time for you to set down your distractions and go sit at the feet of Jesus. Set down your phone, your iPad, your TV. Go meet with a friend for coffee. Set down your kids' schedules and your seven nights a week of commitments and go on a date with your spouse. Set down your preoccupation at work to produce or create or earn success and go visit your parents, your cousins, your brother, your sister. Whatever is distracting you from being attentive to God's presence in your loved ones, maybe now is the time for you to hear Jesus calling to you and inviting you into something better. As you get those Christmas decorations put away and your house back to normal, know that Jesus sees you and knows you. That Jesus came to this earth to be with you. And nothing is more precious than spending time together. So grab your loved one, play a board game, make a meal, go for a walk. Even in the cold day, you can bond over how it's so cold you shouldn't be walking. If you play video games, invite somebody to play with you. Or if you know somebody who plays video games, ask if you can join them, even if that idea repulses you. Learn a new hobby with a friend. Create a piece of art. Join a life group here at Elk River Lutheran. Eat meals together, exercise together, just be together. Sharing your life with other humans is an investment. It's a sacrifice of time, energy, and occasionally money. But it is a, it is a way in which we encounter God's great love for us. And that will never end. Thanks be to God. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.